All right, man, we're here on a Monday morning. As always, my name is France. I'm your host of the Let's Talk Battle Rap podcast, your Battle Rap podcast of New York. Tap in with us on all social media at LTBR Podcast. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, everywhere but Facebook. Sorry, guys. Uh, let's talk rap.com for all of your editorial news, facts, quotes, little jokes, too, and all that. So uh, I'm flying solo for the week, guys. You know what I'm saying? I know you're used to the Monday morning with me and my man Vlad, but my man Vlad is on vacation. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to let my man enjoy his vacay. I'm going to hold down the ship. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the Locked On podcast or the Locked On podcast style. They're a, a giant sports network that literally has a podcast for every individual professional team. I'm not kidding. You want a Yankees podcast? You can find it. You, you you want a Sacramento King podcast? You can find it. You want a Green Bay Packers podcast? They have it. You want a Dallas Mavericks podcast or just, you know, a podcast for Luca? For me, you know, it's there. So what they do is they do Monday through Friday monologue podcast. Usually runs between 20 to 30 minutes. So I'm going to try it out over here with you guys. You know what I'm saying? We're going to give you guys content. We'll still keep you guys entertained for the week. You know what I mean? There's going to be daily updates from around the culture, a little reporting, a little bit of my opinion, maybe a rant or two or three. Who knows? But let's keep you guys entertained. I appreciate every listener of this content and this channel, every view, every like, every comment, all the supporters. It means the world to us, uh, supporters of the website, supporters of our social media. And hold on. Big shout outs, man. You know, yesterday I went to a J400 Blocks event and I got to uh, chop it up with one of our supporters, man. Uh... My man, Dow Boy to Don, he blessed me with some purple runts. My, if you tapped in right now, you're listening, my boy. Let me tell you something about that purple runts. Let me tell you something about that purple runts. It's giant, you know what I'm saying? I, I very much enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to enjoy some of that later on today as well. Tapping with my guy. He's got some merch, too, from the gang with love. I think it's from the gang with love.com or from the gang of with love Shopify. Feel free to hit me up. Give me the proper information i'm gonna drop it in the bio i'm gonna drop the link i'm gonna do all that because honestly people like uh like 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 him any of our core supporters like we do this for you guys it's enough inspiration for us to keep on pumping out this content and uh ltbr as a whole may be really big on social media we're very big on caffeine during our tenure there uh but on youtube you know we, we're still growing because this isn't a storm chasing platform we're not out here, storm reporting. We're not chasing the drama, the clicks, the stories, the gossip. It's real battle rap and integrity going on over here. So, like, yeah, unfortunately, that's not going to get the clicks. But as long as we got the supporters and people like you guys, it's, it's all worth it. So we're going to talk about a little bit of everything today. We got some battle announcements. Uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about J400's Blocks event. You know what I'm saying? And him and Twerk didn't get a chance to go down, but we're going to talk about it. Obviously, Kayshawn shut down uh, the city this weekend at the Sincere Cyphers, and we can talk a little bit about Kayshawn and his situation with URL. And uh, stay tuned. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room, all right? And you know what I'm talking about. If you know, I know. All right? But you got to stick around for that. So we did some announcements over the weekend. Friday night. GTX went and announced two more battles on their Battle of the Bay card going down August 12th. Legendary event for grind time. If you were there, you there, you know about Battle of the Bay. If not, you get a chance to brush up on some serious history. And uh, they announced for day one, uh, 
Big K versus T-Rex. I'm not going to lie. It's a battle I kind of need and like. I didn't know I needed this battle in my life. And then for day two, they announced Active versus Crip Mac. And I'll be honest, I don't know how to feel yet because, like, I didn't know he battled. I didn't know this was a thing that, like, he could do. He cares about it. But I do feel like grabbing him to be on this card is a real strategic move. Get to tap into a whole other demographic that doesn't watch battle rap. Uh it, it it could it could be worth it could be worth the risk, you know what I'm saying? But active and crit Mac could definitely have some very interesting dialogue. Have some very interesting dialogue that very few people understand. You know what I'm saying? We might need get you got in the middle, flip the coin for this one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All the custards in the world. But real talk, um, I'm gonna wait until crit Mac does his round of like media, you know, because now you're battling, you got a promo, bro. <laughs> you're gonna have to promo. And it ain't just going to be you on the car. We just find out what you do the day of. You're going to have to tap in with the media. The Black Compasses, Three Lettermans, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hip-hop is real. Whoever. You're going to have to tap in with somebody. And once you do, and I hear all those interviews, I will make my judgment on how serious and committed you are to performing in this arena. Uh, but until then, I'm interested. I'm interested. And for Awkwards and Big K, I'm sorry, Awkwards and Big K. <laughs> Big K and T-Rex, that's a slip up. I, I said that because um, what I wanted to say was, you know, T-Rex went to grind time back in 2010 and battle Awkwards out in Oakland. And um, it was at the Massacre of the Bay event. And I thought it was, you, I thought it was like historic and special because obviously Awkwards called them out. T-Rex went out there a year later. Uh, when T-Rex battled, he was like repping URL heavy and told him like, I'm not battling unless you put the URL logo at the bottom of the video for this battle. And you can go watch Awkwards and Rex. You'll see the URL logo, I think, at the bottom left corner of the screen. Um, Rex has one of my favorite bars in the battle that's aged beautifully. Young Kevin Durant, I bring that thunder to Oakland. Whew, who would have known? Um, but for Big K, on a champion of the year run, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, uh, fantastic performance against A-Ward, huge win. Arguably beat the GOAT, uh, at least to consensus. I, I feel like he did. Um, and so now he's battling Rex right after Mook. The last person to possibly ever even battle Mook and Rex in the same year was easy to block Captain, but it didn't get a chance to happen back in 2011, uh, 2021. I'm sorry. So let me let me tighten up, man. I'm missing a lot of little details here. Let me tighten this thing up. But Big K, uh, dope, dope opportunity for him, dope battle. I think if he continues to perform at the level he's performing, he's going to really have a nice little edge in stone for, as a front runner. I mean, he already does, but once you kind of get closer to it and you can really see it manifesting, you'll start to take the battles that you need to take so that it could, it could come to fruition. So, uh, more battle announcements though. We did get Born Legacy 13 announced from URL. I got to talk about this because there was four battles announced, but now we're down to three battles. And I want to talk about that rollout. But before we get there, you know, Chilla Jones and Klutz was announced. I think it's a dope battle. Uh, Klutz, obviously, fresh out of the Crucible into finals exams. And his first two battles after finals exams is JC and Chilla Jones. Like, is there any any more of a way to solidify yourself as a pen or by battling two of some of the most prestigious pens in battle rap history? I got him beating JC. And if he beats Chilla Jones, we're going to have a real conversation as to, yo, what, what's this man's trajectory? If he was able to beat two of the most prestigious pens out the gate like this. But it's a dope challenge for Klutz. I'm looking forward to this. And Chilla Jones returned to the league. It's been quite some time since we've seen Chilla on, on URL. Uh, we got Mike P and Jack Boy Maine. 
take a sip for that one because uh, these are two individuals I have a ton of respect for. I really rock with Mike. I really rock with Jack. This is a battle I didn't know I ever really wanted to see between the two of them. I definitely want to see them both have different endeavors and challenges along the league because I just felt like, you know, Mike's been here since 2015. Jack's been here since 2016. When you put two guys up against each other from, like, the same kind of class or time period like that, you do get very, very competitive battles. But um, these are two guys that just have a really dynamic story from their entire career in the league. So many ups, so many downs, so much potential, so much promise, disappointments, redemption, um, big battles, battle of the year contenders, uh, big wins, big upsets, bad law. Like everything that you could have have happened to you in a career has happened to these guys for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Um, to a degree. There's probably some things they didn't check off yet. But the point is, like, with so many zigs and zags in their storyline, one thing I know about both these guys is that they're very passionate. They study the game tapes and they have a high battle rap IQ. So uh, although this isn't a matchup that I didn't necessarily request, want, expect, I still feel like there's there's other endeavors for the two of them to have. I will say that um, they're both passionate enough and professional enough that I feel like if they touch the floor, they're both going to pour their hearts on the stage and give us a good battle. So I'm here for Jack Boy and Mike P. And none of in real deal, man. Um, we haven't seen real deal battle on URL since 2017 against uh, Reaperell on Ascension, man. And real deal's got a solid little URL resume. He's got the main event versus Verb. Uh, he got the Rosenberg Raw battle. Obviously, it was on UFF. He's got the, the body on Rookies versus Vets against Snow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, obviously, the B-Magic battle, his debut there. And, uh, man, uh, or you could even count his debut as the Money Bags battle with that Poison Penny event. Whatever you count as his debut. The point is, the man's got a solid eight, nine battles to his URL career. And I personally have always felt like, damn, I want to see Real Deal a little bit more active. I want to see him there more. As somebody that had the longest tied for the longest tenure and title defenses at King of the Dot when he had the title. He always performed at a very high level in all those defenses. I just always felt like he just wasn't active enough for us to ever rank him at the end of these at the end of the year with these Cody lists, but he's outside. He's outside now. And none none obviously last year led the league in the most booked battles. Yes, that's correct. In 2022, none none was the most booked artist on URL. And whether that work to his benefit or his detriment we haven't seen him since january we haven't seen him since january the last time he's battled was uh the two-on-two against the flaring foot so it's been quite some time off for none then maybe he's got a chance to regroup a little white on white violence never hurt nobody you know what i'm saying the last time none that was in this situation he handled business <laughs> he handled business all right so, uh, but I want to talk about this Hansel and Saga, right? That it was announced that Hansel and the Saga were battling on this Born Legacy card. But a few days prior to this announcement, we seen a tweet from Saga, I think on Friday, saying, "Well, my battle's been canceled." There's, there, there goes that, and we're all like, "Who are you battling?" Because obviously, it wasn't announced yet, so we didn't know. I knew, you know, I tapped in with Saga, say, "Yo, what's going on here, man?" You know what I'm saying? Like, what's happening? And um. The reasons for this battle being canceled, I don't know if we can disclose or talk about. I don't even really know what the full reason to really contextualize. But until they speak on it, I'll be back to report on it. Uh, but my whole thing is like with URL is like, where's the level of communication at right now that on Friday, an artist says my battle's canceled. 
And on Sunday, a trailer comes out of that battle and the artist confirms the battle is actually canceled. And then you take the trailer down from the app and it's it's gone. So it's like, oh, sorry, we didn't mean to announce this. Huh? Like, where is the level of communication at that somebody created a trailer for a battle that they thought was booked and it really was canceled? Like, the res works hard, man. Everybody over there works hard. You know what I'm saying? So making a 90-second trailer, I don't know how easy it is for him, but I could tell you from my experience, because I've, I've made some videos, they could, uh, a minute or two video could be a little time-consuming. I make graphics. Graphics could be time-consuming. So that level of work that the res did for... I guess no reason uh, just makes me want to say, everybody, please have better communication over there because <laughs> announcing the battle, having the artist say, huh, what? This ain't going down. And then you pull the announcement down. It's not a good look, man. It's not a good look. It's not a good rollout, especially when the event's two weeks away. We definitely want people to be able to attend these events. So when you announce them 14 days out, it's hard to make travel arrangements. Um, I see Mike, you made a tweet, I think on Friday as well, or Saturday about like, I'm battling and it hasn't been announced. There's no details. I don't know what's going on. So like, we, we want you guys to optimize the most for your talent and for your events, <clears throat> especially on a year where it's been a bit of a decline, a bit of dysfunction. Some of the cards haven't lived up. Maybe caffeine's on his way out. This is a time more than ever to really you know cross your t's dot your i's and have sharper execution so a little bit more line of communication over there would, would be nice to see all right but we got a lot more things to talk about man we're going to talk about k shine you know what i'm saying we're going to talk about uh j400 block and his event and i'm gonna give you guys what you want but real quick let's take a nice little intermission nice little music break and all that shout out to my man b dot the god for black dot let's go nice. Look, honey silence, look, I'm about to kill it. No prescription medication needed. I got an addiction for flipping diction like a gymnast. My conviction is so vicious, I'm a menace. I deserve a sentence. Like me up and throw away the key. Go away from me, I'm filling vacancies. Filling the void that was left by you boys, and you just making noise, but you have awakened me. I was the sleeping giant, but you're being defiant. Now I'm climbing down the bean stuff with the iron fire. Setting fire to the whole fire. Meant to say I'm hired to kill. Should have mentioned that I'm a fire of steel. In his prime, I am Shaquille. You the retired O'Neal. Boy, I'm a fire wheel. Smith and Wesson is the weapon. I be drilling all alone. All right, all right, man. There you have it, man. Shout out to Beat Out the God. You know what I'm saying? Nice little into music, uh, little music break. We definitely miss Beat Out in the battle rap culture, man. But shit, let me say something. I, I, I don't blame him. I do not blame that brother, man. I do not blame that brother for stepping away and never looking back. You know, shout out to Matt Papa at the BET Awards last night. He was on the red carpet with DJ Envy. DJ Envy asked him, like, hey, you know, is battle rap you want to get back into? <laughs> and the man emph emphatically with a smile on his face said no. <laughs> he, he added some context after the no about how, like, what, what, what would it take for him to return? But, like, that quick, like, mm, it was giving the Magic Johnson, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. All right. But uh, more things to talk about, man. So I did get a chance to go to J400's New Jersey Drive event. What's your life? I'm sorry. What's your life? Like, how you going to act? Productions. He's got his own thing going on. He's, I mean, he's been putting on for quite some time now. He had the Danny Myers battle that he did last summer. Uh, he did two battles that day. So we pulled up on a Sunday to this lounge out in New York. 
We got in at like three. We left at like five thirty, and that's the perfect level of time I want to commit to battle rap on a Sunday. No more than three four hours. No more than three four hours. Okay. So he had his card. He was supposed to battle New Jersey twerk on his card as the main event. He had also had Old Red versus Holmesy the God and Speed Dollar versus Two Eighty Z. Unfortunately, I had to work. I had to work, so I could not see the Two Eighty Z and Speed Dollar battle. I got there at the tail end of the battle, so uh, I missed it. But I heard it was a goodie. I heard it was a goodie. So when that when that drops, we definitely gonna spin back on it. Speed told me I'm gonna like it, so I'm definitely gonna spin back on it and talk about it when it when it's out. Uh, O-Red and Holmesy, good back and forth, good back and forth. Uh, you know, Holmesy the God, uh, somebody that I highly consider underrated. Uh, you look at his stats on the league, 10-8 record, wins over the names like, you know, Jaden Nightwing, Loso, uh, Chaos, Saga, Danny, Bill Collector. Like, those are formidable names to have wins against. And um, O-Red's another formidable name to put to his resume. He's battled four times in two weeks, guys. Four battles in 14 days. He's battled Jade. Um, he recently battled out, uh, I think, I believe in Texas. Let me see here. I'll get you the names and the dates of everything. He battled the Saurus, obviously, the Wicked of Gnome Pact. <laughs> uh, he battled Jade. He battled Lord Rose. And he battled O-Red. All in a span of 14 days, man. Um, he actually pulled out his watch, too. He said, yo, you know, I burned 360 calories with just battling Old Red. Like, this is hilarious. Like, he put in a lot of effort, and uh, and I enjoyed the match. Old Red's first round, crazy first round, crazy first round. In fact, I think I'm supposed to have, like, 90 seconds or two-minute rounds. And Old Red's first round was long as hell. I'm like, yo, Old Red is dumping the clip right now. Like, so I had Old Red winning that round clearly. I had Holmesy edging the last two rounds. Obviously, we're in New York, so if I said it out loud, they're going to be like, you're bugging Red 3-0. But... I was listening to the bars. I was listening to the bars. I had Holmesy winning the second round, Edge. You know, so I thought it was funny. Red ending his second round with like a whole like, you lucky this is 90 seconds. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you just rap like multiple minutes. What you mean 90 seconds? I was laughing. And then um, during Holmesy's third round, Red, Red had the phone out. You know what I'm saying? Red, Red had the phone out during Holmesy's third. And I thought about Vlad. And I'm just like... All right, man, I got to keep that same energy. If Red's not clean, I, you know, <laughs> I'm taking points away from this. But, you know, Red, Red ended this third round cleanly. It was a good round, too. Um, definitely edged the battle to Red, though. Like, it's not like he didn't win. Obviously, everybody in the building thought he won. But I'm listening to the bars, and I thought Holmesy edged the last two rounds. Salute to Holmesy. Salute to Red. Red was in the perfect environment for to extenuate his style. A small room in Newark. Perfect, perfect setting for him. And then uh, New Jersey Twerk and J400 did not go down. I don't have the disclosed reason as to why it didn't go down, but what I do know is that uh, Twerk and Anwar, his manager, shouts to Anwar, they're in communication with Jay. They already talked to Jay about um, the situation. I think they're going to find a way to reschedule it. In the venue, they announced that they're going to reschedule for next Saturday, but until I see an official announcement from like Jay or hear from Anwar, I'll let you guys know when it's rescheduled. I did see... Uh, J400 had an interview with 15 Minutes of Fame talking about it, and it got taken down like an hour later. I didn't see the interview, but I wonder what he said about it. I wonder how he felt, but um, we'll see when um, announcements are made, and when they are made, I will spin the block on you guys for sure. 
All right. You know what I'm saying? We got a few more topics before we close out today's monologue pod. K-Shine, man. K-Shine. So also this weekend, obviously, Sincere Cyphers went down. And Sincere Cyphers, uh, I've been to a few. They're always fun. They always really bring out the feel. Like, it makes you really, like, get immersed into, like, hip-hop as far as with battle rap, because you don't really get a lot of these no more. Like, we all grew up on a lot of the cyphers on Smack DVD, Lines, then, and so forth and so forth. So, I love me a good cypher. I couldn't make it to this one. I had dinner reservations, but had a heavy lineup. They had K-Shine, Chess, uh, Shotgun Shook, John John the Don, T-Rex, Murder Mook, J Mills, Head Ice. Uh, some people didn't make it. I think Mook and Ice didn't make it. But Loaded Lux ended up popping up, and he gave them he gave them some bars. So, hey man, you're in a room full of Hall of Famers, bro. You are in a room full of Hall of Famers, like, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. If Mook didn't show up, all right, cool, first world problem. You still got Lux and Shine and Rex, and you know what I'm saying. So it was a good time. But Shine shut down the cipher with his first bar. I think I actually have a clip of the first bar here. Hold on, y'all. Let me go ahead and get this clip of K-Shine's first bar at the Cypher. Listen to this. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon, man. He beat DNA to the current event bar, man. Too soon. Um, Wow. What I have to say about that, uh, you know, Battle Rap doesn't care about anybody's death. So we're going to make a bar out. We're going to make a bar out of you. That's what's going to happen here. But, uh, you know, the, even though the bar is not that crazy, I just think people missed K-Shine because it's like, damn, I haven't heard this guy had a one-two punchline in so long. I haven't heard him rap. I haven't heard him, like, just get in his bag. So, like, people obviously were very infectious and, and just really happy to see him there for that moment. And um, it made me stop to think for a little bit because, like, me personally, I've always kind of low key felt like his champion of the year run for throughout like those three years, 2018, 19, and 2020. I felt like they were almost a little like underappreciated. And I know you're going to say, France, he was, you finished top two, top three voting. How could that be underappreciated? And again, this is a very first world problem, you know what I'm saying? Because obviously I never took it for granted. But to be able to perennially be that high perform at that high of a level i don't feel like he 30 everybody in that run and some performances are obviously better than others but to be able to consistently win for that many years was remarkable to me because like i felt like k shine was already solidified between his views his many of your battles he's had some massive wins massive performances all-time rounds all-time bodies like i felt like his career was already etched in stone right and that three-year run was so remarkable that it might be actually what we now refer like what, what we point to when we talk about his career so you know maybe when it was happening we didn't realize how special it was but now that he's missing an action people really want him back on the league and why is he gone man why is he gone you know there's some contract disputes between him and url surprise shock we've been talking about contracts all year long but you know i have connections with everybody i have networks like i talk to the league talk to artists managers league staff people involved so like I talk to him to get my own insight, but when I report on this stuff, I always use the surface level information available to us, right? Because there's a lot of interviews, and if you start to piece them together, you start to find the, the blueprint or the, the little little trailing of like all these details. So like this is a little bit speculative, but this is just my research that I've done from all the K-Shine interviews since 2020. Uh, in November 2020, 
uh, Daylight and K-Shine agreed to lock in for a battle, and they agreed to lock in for December 2020, right? For that Volume 5 card where Goods and Geechee headlined. Um, but I guess that battle didn't happen because K-Shine and Patch Day was still, I guess, in the works. That battle was, like, long time supposed to go down before the before the pandemic. And so uh, he ends up battling Patch Day on that Volume card, and it's like, all right, me and Daylight will battle the following month. You know, Volume 6, tw- uh, January 2021. And, um, you know, Daylight's just an unserious human being. So you can't, you got to take his word with a grain of salt. And that battle doesn't happen in Volume 6. Instead, K-Shine battles Chilla Jones. Shine loses to Chilla Jones. And then Daylight goes on this whole, like, oh, I don't want the Shine battle anymore. I don't want the battle. I only wanted the battle because he was undefeated. And I, w- I really wanted to end his streak. Now that the streak is over, I'm not as interested. <laughs> so it's like, all right. Fine, cool. But fast forward to Gnome 11, uh, July 2021. You know, this interview was about a month prior to the event where, like, you see Daylight talking about wanting to battle Shine on Gnome. Shine talking about wanting to battle Daylight on Gnome. Like, let's let's get it done. Let's work it out. New negotiations. Let's get this started. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, NWX was planning to all be on the card. DNA was on the card. T-Top was on the card. Um, Fonz, newly acquired member, was on the card. So Shine was planning to make this whole, like, NWX thing on gnome 11 um they all were battle didn't go down and that battle not happening on gnome 11 is really the domino effect to everything that's happening now because um your two favorite words in league wars right torturous interference kind of took place when daylight and and shine never battled but you know about a month later you see daylight battling king los on max out two and boom there you get this rv and url lawsuit right cool um, still no daylight in K Shine. Now, this is where the stuff gets a little, you know, I can't confirm this or deny this for real, for real, but I spoke to some people in media that have relationships with K Shine. And what they mentioned to me is that around the time of Summer Madness, he had a three battle deal. The same three battle deal that Surf had um, when he battled John John Calico and Torque. Surf talked about that at nauseum, having a three battle deal at Summer Madness. So it sounded like Shine had the same deal. And in that run, Shine battles Hollow, he battles Easy, and then he obviously, in a month before Gnome 12, he said that he was locked in for Gnome, and we see he battled real sick. So if it was a three-battle deal. That's three battles done off his deal. But then you go back to say, well, what about, what about the Daylight battle? You know, what happened there? <laughs> and, you know, obviously there was negotiations for Shine. The battle sheet happens on Summer Madness 12. It didn't happen. Um... He's supposed to battle Jack Boy Man on homecoming. And because of a medical issue happening the day of the battle, we don't have the battle. You know what I'm saying? It's not completed. And, you know, maybe Sean was paid in full for it. And one could say, hey, Sean showed up to work. Um, depending how far will you try to reschedule this battle or it's out of my control that this person cannot perform. But I'm here. I, I need to get paid again. And, you know, the other side of the coin is. Well, you know, you got paid in full for a service that you didn't perform and the league paid for content that wasn't created. So, like, there's like a real stalemate there. And it's unfortunate because I do see both sides. I feel like both sides are not wrong because everything was out of their control. Uh, me personally, I feel like if if, if you're going to have a battle rescheduled, there could be like a little bit of an inconvenience, a little a little bag for the inconvenience of having this rescheduled. That you have to reprepare or change the dynamic of your performance depending on the stage like i can definitely see that being part of things but like jack boy's been liable to get sick before or during his performances so like him catching a seizure 
shouldn't be the reason that we just never do this battle again. Like that, like that's out of his control. That's not his fault. It's no one to blame there. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't like the way he kind of went about it afterwards. Um, so it's like you were damn near ready to battle that night. And if you had your material locked in, ready to go, like, why can we, like, I don't know where the discrepancy lied for them to spin the block to complete that battle. And then K-Shine is, is out of his contractual obligations, right? But I guess the moral of all this is don't trust Daylight. <laughs> that might be the moral of all this. Don't trust Daylight. All right. You made it this far into the pod. So I'm going to give you guys what you want. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room, the algorithm bowl, and Brooklyn's finest. So... uh where there's smoke, there's fire. And so when rumors have signs to kind of be partially true, it's sometimes enough for the battle rock community to run with. And me personally, when I'm dating, I never like to look at my girl's phone because I've always believed that like a suspicious mind will create evidence as poison whenever they see fitting. So in the culture, like you probably have enough of a confirmation that, oh, something happened. Easy hasn't gone live in over a week when he goes live every day. Uh, Remy tweeted something out the night of. Papoos did this, and we didn't see a Father's Day post. Like so many little things were enough for people to confirm everything, right? So I, I get that part, but all the reporting from this has been interesting because it's like at the end of the day, it's relatively speculative. Like if you didn't talk to a party involved or an eye level witness, <laughs> you're basically getting hearsay. And I'm here to say this much: from all the rappers that were there, um, that night, I was also in the building. I've talked to people that were there that night and told me what happened. Those same rappers have gone publicly on Twitter space to say the exact same story that I was that was told to me. So you can go ahead and go on YouTube and find out who that is. I'm not going to drop it. You go go ahead and do your do some due diligence there. Um, but everybody is telling me the exact same thing. Um, so I can say this for much for myself. I did see Easy leave the venue with my own two eyes. Um, enough of the same story has been regurgitated from multiple people that. I'm confident to say something happened, man. Like if, if I had to put betting odds to it, I'm betting that something happened that night. You know what I'm saying? And believing the person that is perceived as the source of frontline news because they were in the building, it's not complicated. It's, it's, there's many instances in battle rap where we have zero proof of things and people are at the right place at the wrong time and just confirm certain things, right? Like we have no proof of like Hollow and John John or Verb and Brooklyn Hands and that story or a ward in uh, ill max situation before their battle like this a lot of little situations with battle rappers or rappers in general that like no one's there to confirm it there's no video there's no proof but like it's spread and it's 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 enough eye level witnesses to kind of confirm what's happening and so when you have these rumors like afloat um whether it's true or not we love the idea of one person struggling with bad circumstances so like that's enough for tabloids to pick it up. That's why Starbuck Wild made a title saying Papoos be easy like a slave, parentheses rumors. <laughs> like what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Media takeout picks us up. Be with the T picks us up. DJ Academic talks about it. Joe Bunnins talked about it twice on his podcast. Two times, two segments for it. You know what I'm saying? So um, my whole thing is within the culture, there's just a lot of hypocrites and everybody kind of expose themselves for being chrome-promised because it's like, this negative rumor 
you guys found a way to conceal what you truly believe, but you still you took the opportunity to spread it. You know what I'm saying? And the culture picks and chooses when to like enforce journalistic integrity. Because one moment we don't need any proof for a story, and you got somebody like MBS saying, "Hey, Beasley offered me two grand to not do something," and we all ran with it, thinking it was true. But then you got something like this happens, and you're like. I need the details. Which one is it? You know what I'm saying? But one thing I do want to point out, there is a large audience of people that take a lot of delight in Easy's expense. So they can't wait to spread something negative for their own gratification, thinking that they're in the know or they have enough information to confirm what they uh, believe. But uh, hey, listen, Easy, you wanted to transcend beyond battle rap. You wanted to go into the mainstream market. Sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for because... If you really wanted the attention, um, I'm sure this isn't the attention you wanted, but if you wanted attention this much, this is something you desired. At some point, it's beyond your control, and you don't get to really dictate how you receive the attention. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, either you die using the algorithm or live long enough to see it become you. And uh, that, that that's it for me, man. That's it for me. Let's talk battlerap.com. <laughs> As always, man, I appreciate all you guys tapping in. We'll be doing this monologue podcast Monday through Friday. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show and have a wonderful, wonderful Monday. We out of here. So, so. 2am, the night's still young You live by the gun, you gon' die by the gun Ain't no handouts for nobody When they ain't have shit, they ain't offer me nothing When I'm quiet, I be thinking about killers A lot of nigga bitch may stay in they feelings Saving these hoes, this shit here pitiful All these little bit of bitch in my chillings Woo. And mama, don't worry me. You raised a gangster, I'm a survivor It hurt me, not being able To give you what you want, since I was a toddler Shout out to my pops, father, free game Everything you ever told me, it's stuck in my brain Real OG status and like to make a change. Shed the tears, writing this in so much pain. All the shit.